mix up the intro this time. I've been playing guitar a lot lately. My fingers are killing me. Anyone who plays guitar knows how that goes when you've been out of practice for a bit and get back into it. <laughs> uh, but it's really fun. I've also been singing a lot all day, so hopefully my voice will cooperate with me to record this. So far, so good. So I have a list of things I want to talk about and a lot of things I've been thinking about lately that I want to share. But I also decided, just for fun, to draw a tarot card. Um, and my, I, the question I asked was, what is the theme that will be most helpful for the people who are going to tune into this episode? And I pulled the Justice card. So to me, this card is all about rebalancing things and righting wrongs. And this doesn't necessarily mean the justice system, like legal stuff. It can, I guess, but... To me, it usually just means like looking at the ways that things in your life that aren't balanced, you know? Like maybe you have a friend that always asks you for favors or always vents to you, but then when you need something or when you ask them for a favor, they're not there for you. So an example of justice in that situation would be kind of putting your foot down, not necessarily calling them out, although that might be necessary too, use your discernment, but more just rebalancing the scales, you know, like being like, no, this isn't fair, and realizing that's okay, you don't have to be a doormat. That's just one example that came to mind. Maybe it's relevant to someone because it popped into my head. Um, so I want to talk about how important intention is. I've really noticed in my I guess, like spiritual explorations, because I do a lot of consciousness exploration with various things like meditation techniques, and I've been doing breath work a lot, which if you haven't tried it yet before, you need to get on that, because it, it's amazing. Um, just Google like Wim Hof breathing exercise, it only takes like 10 minutes, and it's really cool. You, If you haven't heard of it, you basically just like breathe um, kind of intensely for several rounds and then you hold your breath for a while and then you take a breath in and if you can't hold your breath for as long as they ask you to that's fine I couldn't the first time I did the first couple times I did it I couldn't hold it as long as they suggested but thankfully I stuck with it and now I find myself pausing it to hold it even longer and so many times when I do it I immediately have like a really cleansing emotional release like I'll cry um, not every time but I pretty much always feel more centered and balanced after and it's just a really cool thing so um, intention in my spiritual practice I've noticed like that stating intentions is the thing that gets me the most results like you know, you hear a lot of people talk about their guides and how they get messages from their guides and all that, and a lot of people wonder, like, how do you contact your guides? First of all, you probably already have them and they're probably already talking to you, but you just mistake the their voices for your own, because that's how they communicate and thoughts, and it, it sounds like your own voice a lot of times. So, for example, mine, if I'm, like, feeling anxious or nervous about something, I might get a voice in my head that says, all is well, you're where you're supposed to be, don't worry, everything's okay. So that's an example of um, what I consider one of like the guiding presences speaking to me, and you can think of them as parts of you, or whatever you feel most comfortable with. 
But yeah, I just stated this intention that I'm open to communication with them, because I thought that would be really cool. And pretty much right away I started getting really clear messages and speaking into my mind, really helpful, beneficial stuff. And the only thing I did different was stating an intention aloud. Stating things is really important, you know. Even when you just wake up in the morning saying like, today I intend to stay conscious, to stay aware of my breath, to notice if I get triggered. And um, we're always going to get triggered. And don't fall into the trap of thinking that being triggered is a problem, or that it's showing that you did something wrong, or that, yeah, or that you're weak, or or thinking, oh, I thought I moved past this, because triggers are actually incredible gifts. I'll share a personal story about this. My recent, tr my most recent trigger was um, I was outside, and my neighbor went outside with her dog, and she was saying things under her breath, like, yeah, you always go to her dog, like, you always go out here, don't you? And I was like, that's kind of weird, is she talking to me? <laughs> and then, like, a couple days later, she was walking by my door and saying, like, yeah, it's not my dog who's, who's shitting in the back, because she always goes out front, don't, doesn't she? And I, I put it together, I was like, oh, she thinks that I reported them for something. And so she's passive-aggressively calling me out on it <laughs> by speaking, not to me, but near me where I can hear. And I was not the one who reported. But this is the kind of thing like a year or two ago that would have really pissed me off or made me anxious and it would have bothered me a lot. This time it wasn't so much like that, it was more subtle, but it, it kept pop popping up in my head fairly frequently. So I still considered it a trigger because it was on my mind and it kept coming up. And um, yeah, I would find my mind kind of like coming up with like like defending myself in my head, like imagining what I would say and all this. and. I just realized, oh, okay, here's a trigger, this is an opportunity, there's part of me that is still like the people-pleasing part of me who still doesn't want people to be mad at her and doesn't want to be misunderstood. And a lot of people would just be like, oh, it's her fault, she's a bitch, you know, and I was like, no, that's, that's not, uh... <laughs> first of all, someone that does something like, stuff like that is probably in pain themselves. So I don't want to like pile it on them, even in my mind, even energetically. Um, but if you do find yourself doing that, it's also fine. Just notice it. And so I, I noticed the vo my ego getting all defensive, and I stayed conscious and I told myself, you didn't do anything wrong, you don't have to defend yourself, all is well. And then I dropped it from my mind, and it was gone. It didn't bother me anymore. And. You're basically doing internal alchemy when you can stay conscious during a trigger and choose to behave in a different way rather than just playing out the same old script of like defending yourself in your mind and going on rants and letting it bother you and getting annoyed. That's the same old pattern, you know, which it's easy to fall into if you can't if you don't catch it early. This is why meditation is so helpful, because it's like it puts things in slow motion and you can catch the thought right when it comes up, instead of, you know, noticing a week later that you've been ruminating on something for seven days. And it's like alchemy, because you're taking this energy, 
which is seeking to express itself through replaying a pattern and you're reclaiming it by saying, no, actually, all is well. Everything is good. Sometimes you just have to comfort yourself, you know? And then right away, all that energy that would have gone into feeding this loop or this unhealthy pattern that would just suck your energy away and feed itself and be likelier to make you get pissed off again at other things later, because all energy just feeds on itself, you know, and builds more of itself. You're reclaiming that, and you have more clarity, you have more peace, and you can choose to direct that energy any way you want. So that's pretty much what I consider like alchemizing triggers. I'm thinking about doing a more detailed like video perhaps on alchemizing triggers, and uh, maybe like selling it as a course or something. I'm still working on that, but there's a lot of information there that I think might even be too much for a podcast or a little too like specific where I don't necessarily think it would be interesting to everyone. So more on that to come later. But this is basically just taking dark forces, you know, like self-doubt and pain and whatnot and turning it into something, something helpful. And then next time you get triggered and you find yourself defending yourself in your mind or getting anxious or sad or whatever it is, you're likelier to choose the new way because you've shown yourself you can and you give yourself a new emotional experience and that is what truly reprograms the subconscious mind. It's not what you tell yourself, it's the feeling behind it. So there's not like a specific mantra or affirmation that's going to work every single time for you. It's a case-by-case -case thing, just feel into what you need. Like, I felt into my ego getting defensive, and I was like, hey, you don't have to defend yourself, it's all good, you know. Um, and that soothed it right away. So just feel it out. Feel into what the need is beneath the trigger, because it's always triggering some deep need that wasn't met at one point. And then it's like you're, you're catapulted to the past where something really serious happened and it feels very dire in the moment, you know? It feels like a big deal. So it's kind of like just reparenting yourself, like bringing yourself back home. Which you can do again and again and again until it becomes habit. And that's what's been happening for me. It just It's become habit to deal with things this way. And some things are stickier than others and harder than others, you know? Like, one thing that I was having a particularly hard time with recently was getting triggered about worrying about money. And I've worked through it now, and I've decided to not worry about it anymore. But for a while, it was really just uh, kind of, like, beating me over the head. Like, am I going to have enough? Am I ever not going to be poor? And all these, like, questions that were really bothering me. And my mind was, like, trying to figure out the mechanics of what to do and this and that. And... You don't really get anywhere like that, you know? Whereas if you just kind of relax and put your mind on other things and give yourself the general feeling that everything's okay in whatever way you need to, and that's when the answers flow to you. This was another kind of like epiphany I had. Well, these aren't new realizations, but they it's like they I spiral back to them when they're needed and understand them in a deeper way. Um... Some, some days you just feel kind of off and weird, you know? And for me, like, I was having a day kind of like that, and I was trying to use really direct practices to look into it, or doing things that usually would make me feel better, or, you know, like, looking directly at it 
and it just didn't work and then I decided to make a song on my computer and like a few minutes into that I just felt all of this joy uh, bubbling up in me which was what I was looking for in the first place and it didn't seem directly related to just make a song I was really just trying to distract myself but it's like I opened up a portal to a whole new awesome way of feeling just by putting my mind on something else and uh, trying to attack a problem directly like what are the pros and cons what should I do what would be most ideal and making lists and using the mind to go at things directly like that almost never works and if it does you're kinda like spending a lot more than you're make you're gaining it's pretty draining to um, ruminate about things mentally and uh, it's just a lot less efficient whereas if you set an intention okay I have this for example I want to find new creative ways to make money okay I'm just gonna go about my day now I'm not gonna think about it I'm not gonna say how do other people do it how, what should I research what careers are the most lucrative let me research it I mean if that makes you excited and you enjoy that then yes but I think most people probably don't it's really stressful whereas if you're just like enjoying life and doing other things and keeping busy you know like talking to people who uplift you listening to music you like going on walks cooking yourself nice meals taking breaks off the internet taking a bath that's when that's when you'll have those epiphanies or uh, ideas come to you I think a lot of famous scientists and inventors have even said that that's when their ideas come to them wasn't there some famous artist that used to like sit with a spoon like hanging in his mouth or something and then he would fall asleep and have it like fall in a pot and wake him up and then he would get his ideas from the dream he was having or like different scientists who would say that their big ideas or inspirations strike when they're just like in the shower or doing something unrelated that's how it works it's almost never when you're just staring directly at something that it that it happens it's like that saying that a watched pot never boils that applies to pretty much everything especially problem solving the more you practice trying to solve problems with your mind the more you're practicing looking for problems because it's an energy it's a way of being and you're feeding it with your attention and focus and then you're likelier to keep doing that and then you'll find yourself making problems out of nothing like the smallest things because your mind just wants to stay busy and it wants to be helpful and uh, you can make it into an ally you know like use it as a tool instead of just living from it all the time which is basically the way I think most modern people live it doesn't have to be like that though it's just a it's just a matter of practice and it doesn't have to be a big serious heavy thing that you beat yourself up over we're all doing the best we can guys like seriously please go easy on yourself it makes all the difference in the world you're doing really fucking great honestly if you resonate with my content then you're obviously on the path of trying to live the best life you can and yeah figure figure out the truth and go your own way and that's really cool it's not it's the path less traveled and it's it takes bravery and you deserve to feel proud of that seriously you're fucking awesome so just believe it
What's the harm in believing that you're fucking awesome? There's literally no downside. There's only things to gain from believing that you're awesome. <laughs> so just start telling yourself that. Anytime you catch yourself in the mirror, be like, damn, you're sexy. <laughs> Little things like this, you know? Why not? Why not be your best own best friend? Why not build yourself up? Because everything starts with that, with your relationship with yourself. And you can. You can think you're awesome. You can know it for a fact. You can tell yourself that kind of stuff all the time. And if you don't believe it, then start more neutral. Be like, actually, I'm doing okay. If that's the furthest you can reach, then start there. Just make sure you're telling yourself things that at least feel true. Because if you're trying to force your way to... You know, if you've been poor your whole life and you're like, I'm a millionaire, you're not really going to believe it. So maybe try starting smaller. Start with the things that you know that you're really good at. That can help a lot, like feeling proud of the things that you already know you're good at. And then just uh, practice kind of spreading that out to other things too. If you are good at doing one thing in one area, you can actually practice that in others. An example that comes to mind for me is I've always been an artist, like I've always drawn and painted, and it's not a challenge for me. And people will ask me like, how do you not overthink it? How do you get past the thing with overthinking or feeling like you have to make something good? And I'm like, because I just do it for fun, I don't care if it's good. I don't care if people think it's good because I just like it. And I'm just experimenting. And a lot of times I don't even show people. And um, some people, like a lot of people do like it, which is cool, but that's not why I do it. But then in other areas, like music, for example, um, for the longest time, I had a pretty big block. Like, it, it didn't even occur to me to write my own songs until I was in my 20s, and I've been a musician since I was a kid. I just uh, learned the notes, and I played the sheet music, and that was it. I never, it never even crossed my mind that I could make my own stuff. So that's just an example, like, with the art, it always came naturally. I'm doing... I usually just do things from my own mind, and it's always original. Not always, I copy stuff too sometimes for fun. Um, but... Yeah, so I started being like, okay, so if I can do that with art, if I can tap into that flow where I just let things come out, which is really fun because I always just surprise myself. I really recommend it. Just get a piece of paper and draw shapes and keep going. See what happens. Just for fun. There's no pressure, you know. And so I started thinking, if I can do that with art, I can do it with music too. Yeah, it's more difficult, but it's like you, if you can do that in one area, like say that you're really social and you're good at just talking to strangers, but you feel... Like, you really hold yourself back when it comes to, like, going on dates or someone that you're attracted to. You can think about, well, I'm really good at this when it comes to going to parties and talking to people I don't know, or just, like, potential friends. So I'm going to, I know I can do it in that area, so I'm just going to apply that skill in this other area. It actually can work really well. Creativity is beneficial in so many ways, and I always repeatedly underestimate it, even though it's really, like, what I'm made to do, because <laughs> I, I love doing all these different creative things, but I will almost forget about it for a while, because I'll fall back into my, like, programming from the lack matrix, you know, the capitalist uh, mindset of, oh, this isn't productive, because it's not making me money. 
but it's like if you're getting into a flow state and enjoying things and creating songs that you enjoy listening to and art that you like looking at, how can it be wasted? And think about doing it for yourself, by the way. Don't think about doing it for anyone else. Even making podcasts and stuff, like, to me it's fun and that's why I do it. I'm not doing it for you guys. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't, what I mean is that I'm not thinking, how can I make sure that I'm saying something worthwhile that other people are going to like? I'm thinking, like, how can this be fun for me and, as a consequence, beneficial for others? Because the most beneficial thing for others is when you are enjoying things and you're in a flow state and it's a vibe, it's an energy that you're sharing. That's what I love about it. I'm not putting pressure on myself and telling myself it has to be good. If I was doing that, then I never would have started. So uh, you can apply that to pretty much anything, I guess. Like if you're in the flow and having fun and just doing things as an experiment, you know, like let's see what happens. That's how great things start. I really believe that's probably how most of the inventors and great artists started. They're just experimenting, they're just having fun, you know. One of my favorite musicians who's literally like a fucking genius in his field, he the only reason he even made his first album was because his friends were like, dude, you have to release this. And he's like, okay, fine, you guys choose the songs then. <laughs> like, he didn't care because he was just doing it because it's what he does. And he's incredible because he does it for the joy of it as an experiment, you know. Speaking of podcasts and stuff, if you feel any inclination or excitement at the idea of starting a podcast, please do it. Because if you're into these kinds of topics and you resonate with me and stuff, I really think that the world can use more voices who are sharing their journeys with this kind of stuff. Whether it's um, just your process in healing or deprogramming yourself or just learning how to live to the fullest or get in touch with magic, any of that kind of stuff, or just your thoughts on society or if you don't necessarily agree with the way things are and you have ideas for better ways to think or be, then share them because I guarantee there's people out there that would resonate with your voice, you know? My very first podcast episode was me just like rambling on about my life experiences and I've actually thought about going back and deleting it because it's so different than my tone now, I think. I was kind of a lot more like holding myself back with things and being secretive about the fact that I'm into magic and all that. But then I was like, no, screw it, like that's the journey, that's how it started and it's evolved into something else. Um, but there's really no pressure. It, you can make a podcast about anything, really, just for fun. And if the idea terrifies you, practice um, recording voice notes to yourself, just kind of going on about ideas, and you might be surprised at how much you actually have to say and how much you know. It feels awkward as hell at first, but anything that's worth doing feels that way. I think so often we wait until we feel comfortable to start things, and that's a really good way to never do anything, <laughs> because uh, it's just a perfectionist mindset, and we think like, who are, who am I to speak and put my voice on the internet? Who's gonna care? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Do it for you. Do it because it's a fun, challenging experience, and if you're scared of people hearing you, that's all the more reason to do it, because then it's so valuable to put yourself out there like that if you're scared. It does so much for your self-image, not even because of how people are going to respond, 
but because you are telling yourself that you're okay with any judgment that someone's gonna give you. Like when I made my very first YouTube video, I was so scared. <laughs> um, I was like shaking and sweaty palms and seriously like really terrified and I had to make peace with the idea that I might get a lot of haters. It didn't happen, but I had to make peace with the idea that putting myself out there in a vulnerable way could invite that kind of energy. And I did it anyway, and it opened up the floodgates for all of these ideas. It's like I <laughs> couldn't stop making videos. When I first started, I was making like two or three per day, um, because once you open that tap, it's like, whoa, there's so much there. But if I never, if I would have been scared and let that stop me, I would have missed out on all of that experience and the chance to show myself that I can do that. And now I really care a lot less what people think of me. I'm not going to say that if I got a really hateful comment it wouldn't, like, bother me or anything, but it hasn't happened. And, um, maybe it will now, <laughs> but, even, but if it did, it's okay. So you, you really get a lot stronger by putting yourself out there. And I'm not saying force yourself to do it if it doesn't inspire you. I'm saying if the idea excites you and you've thought about it before, but you're kind of like scared, do it. <laughs> if you don't like the idea and it doesn't resonate with you, then don't. That's kind of how I try to approach everything now. Like if it's, if I genuinely want to, if I'm inspired by the idea of something, if I really want to put my entire self into something, then I'll do it. If not, I'll usually say no. Maybe that sounds selfish or something, but not really, because my only job is to take care of myself. <laughs> and same, and it's the same for you and everyone else. I mean, if you have kids, obviously you have to take care of them, but even then, putting yourself first and taking care of your own needs is the best thing you can do for them. Because you're setting the example of someone who knows their worth, who does things for the joy of it, and that's contagious. And you're setting a really good example for your kids. And what, you think that if you focus on your own joy and peace of mind, you're not gonna wanna take care of your kids? Like, you will, that will be a natural result of what you're doing. I'm not a parent, so I'm not gonna try to give parenting advice, but honestly, like, having parents that are in their power and sovereignty and living in flow and stuff, that that's pretty much the most ideal situation you could have as a kid. So a lot of people who think about duality and the grand scheme of things realize that there's not really any right or wrong um, from a cosmic perspective. When you zoom out, you know, it's like, oh yeah, there's the yin-yang. Nothing's really right or wrong, which is true in a sense. Um, but there are things that are aligned and misaligned. And I've found myself rationalizing doing things that are misaligned by using that kind of like cosmic perspective well there's no right and wrong it's all a learning experience anyway right uh -huh. um, but the thing is that I've learned the thing that I've learned um, and I definitely learned this the hard way <laughs> is that by holding on to those misaligned things um, the volume will get cranked way, way up on the discomfort of those things. So an example for me is I was talking to a person in my life who I respected a lot and kind of put on a pedestal, which I won't do ever again in the future, by the way. Uh, but I was doing it with this particular person. I really looked up to them and respected them for various reasons. 
And um, so even though I saw some red flags with them, like they actually weren't very respectful to me in some ways, I kept talking to them. And I just noticed that the volume got cranked way, way up, like it became so uncomfortable. And I ended up getting like really triggered easily and I ended up kind of like making a fool of myself and projecting things onto them and like it got a little messier than it needed to because I didn't obey the original signs and red flags that were telling me this is not aligned for me. And you don't have to demonize someone in order to realize that things are not in alignment. I've fallen into that trap a lot, especially last year, of kind of like realizing something's not in alignment with certain people in my life and um, sort of demonizing them or blaming them for it. And that's really not necessary. You can just acknowledge like our energies don't align right now uh, the way that they're treating me doesn't really resonate with the way I want to be treated. I don't have to make them into the bad guy. I don't have to, yeah, demonize them. You can just acknowledge it's not aligned. And just take the cues the first time. I mean, you don't have to. If you really want to stick with something that you know is out of alignment, you will learn. But I'm just warning you that the volume will keep getting louder and louder and that it could get quite messy and that you might find yourself acting kind of like impulsively and it might not be the prettiest thing and then you'll have to deal with that and possibly some like regret to work through. So uh, you'll save yourself a lot of time if you just obey the red flags or obey what your intuition tells you. And if you need to go through the lessons of not listening to your intuition, that's fine too because that's how you learn, you know? Like now, I'm not gonna second guess things. The, the moment that I get that kind of red flag or bad vibe about something, I'm gonna fucking listen because I, I had the experience. Like I was saying earlier, when you have an emotional experience with something, that's when your subconscious is actually rewritten and your beliefs change. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, the volume does get cranked up when you're staying in misaligned situations, especially if you're practicing meditation and consciousness. Anything that's out of alignment, you're gonna really notice it. And I think that's why a lot of people shy away from the conscious path, because it's uncomfortable and you have to make a lot of changes. This was something that I would tell my mentorship clients when I started mentoring is I was like, hey, if you're new to shadow work and you're going to start doing it, I'm just going to warn you that things can kind of fall apart or seem like they are because you're going to probably notice a lot of things that you've been doing that are not actually aligned. And it can be kind of scary because you might have to make a lot of changes or things will fall apart. And trust and believe that you're going to be tested if you set the intention like, I want to live in flow. I want to trust myself. I want to trust reality. I want to be in alignment. I am giving myself permission to feel joy and prioritize that, which is a really great, great motive, by the way. Feeling joy just for its own sake is a really great um, kind of starting point for pretty much anything in life. And it's okay for you to, for you to prioritize that. Don't think it's selfish. It's not. It's what everybody wants, and if you give it to yourself, you can spread more of that kind of energy, which is an amazing service to do for humanity. It's pretty much the best thing you can do. But back to what I was saying, when you decide to like start kind of deprogramming yourself and letting your spirit shine through and you're getting into those happier states more often, there's going to be pushback from reality. I mentioned in a podcast episode before that I was really glad I had 
a content creator who I listen to a lot and think is awesome, uh, kind of warn me about that. Like, he would say on his podcast, if you start trying to kind of like train your energy into a higher state, there's going to be pushback. You're going to be tested. It's going to look like things are falling apart. That's just how it goes. And that pretty much is how it goes. If you're, if you've been living unconsciously and ignoring things and suppressing your emotions and um, putting aside your own needs to make other people happy or holding yourself back and you decide no more of this, I'm going to be sovereign, I'm going to prioritize my peace and well-being, I'm going to do things that make me happy. There's going to be, you will be tested. And it will be in very, very specific ways that expose your blind spots. And yeah, you can take it as you're being attacked. I've definitely fallen into that trap, especially since my blind spots all involved other people. And so, and it would be people being kind of like deceptive or manipulative with me. That was a pattern that I attracted to myself again and again and again until I got the fucking message. And it just kept getting louder and more absurd and more obvious until I finally got the fucking message to stop um, making excuses and ignoring red flags and stuff. But it's like when I really started kind of like ascending into the higher planes and sort of making them into my default mode and like getting into nice flow and feeling peaceful more, more often than not, that it's like almost right on cue, those those tests will come, you know, and your gut is going to tell you the right thing. You'll know. And um, you can ignore it. And for me, it's like to the point where if I ignore um, my intuition on something and I keep doing it, I literally get sick. Like, I literally will start feeling exhausted to the point that I can't even exercise and I'll just get so anxious and it's actually a blessing because even though it's like I'm getting triggered and conf and feel really bad, or I was because I think I'm done with those lessons now, knock on wood. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you will get tested in your very specific blind spots that you didn't know you had. And triggers are your greatest gift. They're such a blessing. Like I heard this guy say on a YouTube video the other night that triggers are like the universe handing you your power back on a silver platter. And I thought that was like the coolest way to say it because it's so true. It's like, look, here's a blind spot I had. Here's an area where I was still giving my power away. Here's part of me that needs more love. See it as that, like see it as a, um, a part of you, probably just a younger part of you who just needs to be loved and integrated. Just talk to yourself in a soothing way, the way you would a kid who's like afraid or triggered or upset, you know? Which would hopefully be in a respectful and calm way and not beating them up for it. We're so mean to ourselves and it's just not necessary. Like you literally don't have to be like that. I had this really cool kind of like download come into my mind the other day in meditation where I was, it's like my mind was kind of reaching for things and you know, like the money thing was bothering me for a while, so my mind will start thinking of, oh, maybe I can do this for money, or this, or this, or this, and coming up with ideas. And, but like, I was meditating, and all of a sudden I just start, started getting all these new ideas kind of flowing into my mind. I wasn't looking for them, and I realized that when you're meditating and going within and listening to your inner self and letting messages come to you, it's kind of like turning on the tap 
going straight to the source and getting your nourishment uh, from that directly. Whereas trying to use your mind to figure things out is like literally going out to the ground and digging a hole and trying to find water that way. You might find it, it'll be there, but it's going to be muddy and it, there probably won't be very much of it. Whereas you could just like go within and there's a tap and it's always flowing. You just have to turn it on and it will give you everything you need. It's there, I promise. And if you're new to sitting in stillness with yourself, you're going to probably get bombarded with a lot of thoughts and worries and anxieties. And it's okay, just practice returning again and again to your stillness and your breath. If you aren't used to meditating, it takes some practice. Start with just a few minutes and work your way up from there. And sometimes it's easier than ever than other times. It's not like a formula where every single time it's going to be the same. My experiences are pretty much always different. Like sometimes I'm just, my mind is going crazy the whole time. Other times I get into a really nice peaceful flow right away. And breathwork has helped a lot for the times that I feel just kind of anxious or out of my body or my mind is overactive. The breathwork will almost always clear out the emotions that are standing in the way and kind of clear the pipeline and get me back to myself. So again, I really recommend that. All of my ideas for like podcasts and videos and writing and other things like songs, they just come to me. It's never when I'm looking for it. Kind of circling back to what I said earlier about how trying to use your mind to solve things almost never works, but if you just let things come to you, they come and there's no shortage whatsoever. This is something that I have been learning because I'll sit down in meditation I'll, I'll get all these cool ideas like I'll get these random quotes in my head or concepts that are really cool things where I'm like oh I need to remember that oh this is an idea for like a video or a podcast oh here's something I could do and I want to get up and write it down and this was when I had the tap the idea of turning on the tap come to me because I realized like oh there's this tap here that I can access anytime I don't have to there's no shortage of ideas it's not like you get an idea and you don't write it down and it's gone forever. There will be more. There's always more of everything. The universe is infinite. The idea that you have to like make sure that you remember everything, it's just a distraction. And it, when you're sitting in meditation, that's when your mind is always going to try to convince you, like, no, you need to get up right now and take action now or the moment's going to pass. But no, that's bullshit. You're an eternal being and... Uh, now is the only moment you really need to attend to. If something's important, you'll remember. You can also write down ideas if they come to you. I, I still do that too sometimes, but I've really been trying to practice just like, no, just sit with it, let the ideas pass, and recognize that there's no shortage. There's literally an infinite wellspring of ideas and inspiration within that I can tap into anytime I want. I don't have to treat ideas and concepts like there's some shortage of them, because there isn't. Also, a concept that came to me, like I was just saying, and like ideas will just pop into my head. I had this phrase, energetic digestion, come into my mind. And I'm still kind of getting my head around it. And this is another thing that I'll probably do a more detailed, like, maybe course or video on in the future when I flesh it out more. But it's very interesting and helpful, so I'll touch on it a bit here. Um, so our bodies, we eat and we digest things and it doesn't take any conscious thought. It's an automatic process. 
Okay, this also applies to the emotional and energetic system. We, most humans, uh, unless you've been practicing like on the spiritual path and meditating and clearing things consciously for a while, have a lot hanging out in their energetic field and a lot of emotions lodged in their body and subconscious programming that needs to be cleared out. So you can think of it like a digestive digestive system that's kind of like backed up and not really functioning properly um, but if you just kind of focus on being the space creating that space within yourself giving yourself peace doing things that make you feel good meditating recentering just kind of grounding yourself in various ways your energy system kind of functions similarly to the way the physical digestive system does it clears things out automatically that's what the triggers are. It's like your system trying to clear something out and it, it's trying to do to perform the natural function to clear out your body the way digestion does. Um, but a lot of times we tell a bunch of stories around the trigger or we just take that as a chance to play out the same pattern and strengthen the energy that's stuck in our in ourselves. But if you just keep focusing on being the space, getting back to that peace, these things will clear out. And for me, I've been experiencing it as like a lot of crying. I'll just like feel emotions in meditation and cry a lot. And it used to be that this would happen and I would feel some kind of story around it or be like telling myself a narrative in my mind or I would know what it's about. But it started feeling a lot more neutral and it's just energy getting cleared. And that, so I think that's what the energetic digestion download was about is that like your energetic and emotional system knows how to clear itself you just have to get out of the way and the way you do that is by focusing on what you're telling yourself telling yourself things are okay all is well keep just trying to keep your energy high by doing things that make you happy and clearing yourself and whatever ways resonate with you there's no one size fits all it's a highly personal journey only you can do it and just allow it to happen that's what this whole spiritual path of like healing yourself really is. You're just allowing a natural process to occur. You're not doing anything. You don't have to earn the right to heal. You just have to let it happen. And it can be scary because emotional pain, a lot of us have resistance to it. I did for the longest time. I mentioned before I used to hate crying so much. I would always immediately suppress it and hold it down and just distract myself endlessly until it literally made me sick. And I had so many addictions and stuff, and I was just miserable, like so weighed down to the point my body started breaking down. And fortunately for me, that happened at the same time I was getting bombarded with paranormal phenomena. So that was kind of my initiation of, uh, yeah, just being like, you can't keep doing this. Because I probably would have just kept doing it forever if not for that. So that's another example of triggers being an amazing blessing. But you can trust, just as you trust your body to heal itself if you get cut or you're sick, the same thing happens with your energy. You don't have to like go learn a bunch of complicated techniques. It can help to have some techniques and tools, you know? That's what I try to share here, or just perspectives. But it's not the answer and you don't need it. You're a human and you know how to human. <laughs> you just have to unlearn all the programming that has convinced you that you don't know how. Because you do. You just have to allow it to happen and trust it. The best thing you can possibly do for yourself and anyone else who is connected to you in any way 
whether it's your kids or family or friends, is just learn to trust yourself again and trust reality and trust the universe. This is another intention I've been making is just trusting myself and trusting the universe. I mean, like, anytime I find myself getting worried about something or my mind starts building up a frenzy over nothing, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot for a second. I forgot. Universe, you got this, right? Okay, cool. I'm gonna give this one over to you. <laughs> and it sounds silly, but these small moments where you actually stop yourself and state the intention, actually, no. The universe has this. Just try it out. Like I said at the beginning of this, intention is everything, and stating those things actually really does a lot for you. So don't underestimate it. Play around with that a bit. I had some other things written down here, but this is already uh, pretty long, so I think that I will leave it there. I got the inspiration or intuition recently to offer energy healings because I've been doing it for a while now for uh, friends of mine, and I've had really positive feedback on it. Like, one of my friends had really bad IBS. He might be listening. Hello, if you are. I love you. <laughs> and uh, he said that after I sent him, it, it went away for, like, a while. And another friend, like, had a really bad back pain, and it helped helped it go away, or anything like anxiety or trouble sleeping. I've tried sending like energy healing to people and I've just had really good feedback. So I'm just gonna do it based on donation because A, I don't wanna bar anyone from accessing this if they want to or they feel like they need it. So really like any amount is cool. Um, and also I'm not really accustomed to putting a price on such a thing quite yet. So I'm finding my footing with that those kinds of things. I'm going to be offering more things for sale, but with this particular thing I'll do it um, based on donation. So you can just uh, use the donate link and send whatever you can afford and then put you can put a note on the box, the donation thing, um, what specifically you want healing with, and your email address so I can send you like a confirmation when I do it. And we don't even have to like be on the phone or video or anything, I can, it's like a remote thing. I'll, I can let you know it, what time I'll do it so you can be in a, in a receptive mode if you, if you wish, but even that's not necessary. It can be really as casual as you want it to be. If you'd rather it be like a thing in real time where we chat or whatever, that's cool too. Um, so yeah, just putting that out there. And as always, I have a Patreon where I have extra content like videos, uh, tarot readings, I share my writing, I share some audio. Uh, it's a little bit more like behind the scenes with things. And yeah, I also am sharing videos now on my a different YouTube channel than I was before, which I'm going to link below, so you can subscribe to that if you want. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. I don't know who you are because <laughs> uh, the podcast platform I use doesn't show me. It just shows what countries people are from, like what percentage of people, what percentage are from each country and stuff. So I don't know who you, who you are, but I appreciate you so much. If you return and listen to me and you vibe with me, I think that's really cool. And uh, yeah, have a good day or night or whatever time it is while you're listening. Bye.